Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Obelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org. Hey there, FPO family, and welcome to this week's episode of our Midweek Meditation, uh, where we take one of the passages from this past week's reading in our FPO Bible Reading Plan and talk devotionally uh, about what God has uh, spoken to us through it and how we can uh, equally apply it in our own lives. This week, James and I are back in here to discuss a passage from Luke chapter 9, which we read in the middle of last week. Um, It's a passage that I memorized as a young Christian. Uh, It's verses 23 to 27, where Jesus, uh, on one level, just has a uh, pretty honest conversation with the disciples uh, about his call on their lives to follow him. And so I'm going to read this passage quickly, and then James and I are going to dive into it together. This is Luke chapter 9, starting in verse 23. And he said to all, that's Jesus, said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man, will Jesus be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels? But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. And James, we were talking uh, a little bit ago before we started recording, uh, just how um, Jesus doesn't mince words. Mm-mm. And we like the pictures of Jesus, of his gentleness and his meekness and uh, his patience and his grace and all of these things, which are amen and yes, 100% true. But then we read accounts like this and we're kind of like, that feels very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, in his call on people's lives, seems to be pretty um, unwavering. And you, you made an observation earlier just about Luke and some of his writing style right, that I right. thought was uh, insightful into some of this. So so just give me some of your observations of this passage and even how it fits in with some of the way that you know Luke himself is writing. Yeah. I My experience reading Luke... First of all, he's just got lots of great detail that we don't get in some of the other books. He's got a mind, you know, he's the doctor. He's brilliant. But as you read through Luke, some of the things he emphasizes, probably more often than not in Luke, I'm kind of stopped in my tracks. And I'm like, what is, what are you saying here? Mm -hmm. And that happens all throughout. So it's here. He's really doubling down on deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. That happens, Jesus says that in all of the Gospels, but Luke really 
picks that theme up and then drives it home for chapters after mm. he says this. And I think part of that is because Luke is written to a Greek-speaking Greek culture audience, whereas Matthew would have been written to a Jewish audience who knew you know, about following Yahweh, and John is really capturing the love of Jesus and how Jesus is divine. But Luke is speaking to these people who have grown up worshiping other gods, who have been doing all sorts of other things, and now they're converted. And he's saying, no, you can't just stay in your old life and add Jesus. Mm. You can't just tack him on. You can't even cut out half of your old life and then put Jesus in that half. Luke is making sure that these people who are being converted, that he's saying, no, your life has to change completely. Mm. Jesus flips it on his head. He becomes Lord of all. All of it, not just the parts you want to give. Mm. And so he hammers home this theme here at the end of this chapter, all throughout his gospel. He's really emphasizing that there's a cost to following Jesus. Mm. And what you're not saying is that Jesus' call on the Gentile group of people is different than his call on right. everybody else. Like sure, this is right, Jesus' right, right. universal call. Mm-hmm. We just see Luke in a particular context addressing people where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible meets everybody where they are. Mm-hmm. Th- this is Jesus's call from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. You know, Matthew chapter four, Jesus uh, meets some of the early disciples by the sea and he says, come follow me. Mm-hmm. And I think even in our culture, that's one of the things that really challenges me here is that Jesus's call is to follow him. Like that's his invitation and I know in our culture so often we we take aspects or we take fruits of the gospel and we make those the main thing. Mm-hmm. And we lose some of the force of what Jesus is actually calling people to. Mm-hmm. I think one of the ways we especially see that in the American South is that we we hear things said like this, that, you know, Jesus just wants to save you from your sins. And on the surface, we're like, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. like, Salvation from sins. Yeah, very true. Hard to read the Bible and not realize the whole salvation from sins thing is uh, is a big deal. Yeah, and I like it a lot. And I like it a lot. But when we make the gospel in all of its parts just that Jesus will save you from your sins if you believe in him, then the concept of Jesus' call to follow him is, is unnecessary. Well, like, if he'll just save me from my sins, why do I need to follow the guy? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to get saved? Whereas the biblical understanding of the gospel of the kingdom is that Jesus the king is, has arrived. Mm-hmm. And that we come and follow him. And in following him, we get Jesus. Yeah. And turns out Jesus is the one that will also save you from your sins. Mm-hmm. Among countless other blessings of the gospel that flow to us mm-hmm. because we become united to Jesus by faith. And so I just, I just love how Jesus is just simply like, hey, come follow me. And they're like, all right, what do you want? He's like, I want you to follow me. And even interestingly, you know, in Luke 9, in the previous two verses, mm-hmm. Jesus tells them um, that he's going to suffer and die, <laughs> that he's going to be rejected, he's going to be killed, but then on the third day, he's going to be raised. And then I love how Luke is like, and he said to all, if you would come after me, like Mm -hmm. if you want to follow me, 
Deny yourself and take up your cross daily. Yeah, that's where I'm going. That's I'm where going I'm going to take up a cross and die. You have to take up the same cross and also that's exactly die right. to yourself. The, the, the nature of discipleship is an active pursuit of Jesus. And Jesus never waters down the fact of where that means we're going to go. Yeah. Jesus is like, when I walk the world as a human trying to be faithful to God, it led me to suffering and death. Mm. And if you want to experience salvation, then you'll also come follow me on a path of suffering and death. And the beautiful <laughs> thing about the gospel is that, right, if we were only if we were only in it for the good life, if we were only in it for uh, going to heaven and not to hell, if we were only in it to have some comfort in this life, then... None of this makes sense. But instead, as we're talking about, we're getting Jesus. And so as we're walking into hardship, as we're walking into persecution, as we're walking into denying ourselves when it hurts and we're having to say, oh, I'm the problem here, we have Jesus. Mm. And so it's okay. Who has walked that road. Who's walked it. And therefore knows how to minister well to us yes. and encourage us to remain faithful in the midst of it. And mm-hmm. so it's the idea that the biblical gospel actually is better news for us mm-hmm. that as we follow Jesus, we get him and he'll lead us through all of the valleys and mountains of life ministering well to us. And at the end of our days, he'll take us home to the father's house mm-hmm. rather than just, Hey, what happens in the next 30, 40, 50 years? Uh, doesn't really have anything to do with that, but don't worry. One day you'll get your sins forgiven. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's actually a better gospel. It saves us now and it saves us then. It gives us Jesus now and it gives us Jesus then. And we get to be in a relationship with God rather than trying to follow this formulaic law ethic. We get Mm -hmm. to actually experience the love of our king and the protection of our king and all of the things that he gives us because we're his people, we're his citizens, rather than just saying like, oh yeah, like I have to keep this up or mm-hmm. I have to say this prayer X number of times or something like that. Mm-hmm. We get Jesus. That's right. He fills us up. He, as John says, he has come to give us life and life to the full. That's right. It is a it is a good life. It is the good life, but it's coming because we have a person, not because mm-hmm. we have this abstract thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even, you know, to capture that, John idea that you reference in John 10, Jesus came to give us life and give us life to the full or give us life abundantly. In John 17, Jesus prays, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, mm-hmm. the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you've sent. And so Jesus says, I've come to give eternal life. And that eternal life is found in the knowledge of God and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Like So mm-hmm. it's found in intimate connection and relationship Mm -hmm. so even the idea like oh you'll get eternal life and that's just some arbitrary abstract canceling of sin it's like no 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 no. like eternal life is being in relationship with god who is life yeah and the way the only way he can bring us into that relationship is to deal with the massive elephant in the room which is our sins (laughs) yes you know it's like so in a sense like forgiving our sins uh, not to water down what the Bible talks about that, but it is the means to the end of mm-hmm. being in relationship with God. It's one of the benefits of following Jesus. And and I love even, you know, as we get to the end of Luke chapter 9, one of the things that just stands out to me, I, I love how like culturally unacceptable Jesus would find himself to be in most of our modern culture. 
that just likes to soft pedal things and mm-hmm. likes to be politically correct and all of this, you know, like you get this interaction where Jesus is calling people to follow him and, and they just all kind of have these, what feel like very natural objections. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this one guy says, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus basically is like, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. It's like, okay, so you want to follow me? Well, then you're, you'll find yourself as a stranger and alien with no home in the world. Mm-hmm. Sleeping on the road. Sleeping on the road. And it's kind of like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> And it's like the guy goes away, you know, and then he he has an interaction with another guy, you know, uh, to another. He said, follow me. But the man said to Jesus, Lord, let me go first bury my father. And, you know, there's been there's been more ink spilled than is probably necessary to exactly what's happened. But either way, it was like all this man is really communicating is some kind of allegiance to his earthly family, whether mm-hmm. that was a hesitation or his father was actually dead or his father was going to die like the meaning didn't necessarily matter. He had some kind of earthly allegiance to his family, which we're like, yeah, that's good. Good family guy. And it is important. Yeah. Love and your Jesus families. is like, oh, let the dead bury their own dead. You, come follow me. Yeah. And so in that, just, you know, we see it in Luke 14 as well, where he has this other longer passage where Jesus talks about if unless we hate our father and mother, unless yeah. we hate our own lives, we can't be his disciples. And he kind of summarizes what he means at the end of that Luke 14 passage to say, therefore, anyone who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. And it's this picture of unhindered uh, abandonment and devotion to Jesus the King alone. Yeah, That's what Jesus is after. He is after ultimate allegiance mm-hmm. and devotion that doesn't pull us away from the other things he calls us to, like loving our families and our wives and our children. But mm-hmm. it's like, hey, there's one throne, one, and it's mine. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to share it. And it's actually good for all of the other areas of your life if you'll let me sit on the throne. And so Jesus is just unashamed in calling forth our radical allegiance to him. Yeah. And that that's the nature of the call of the gospel on our lives. It's nothing less than that. If Jesus were here today, he would say the same things to Mm -hmm. us. Come, follow me. And as we came up with all of our reasons and excuses, he'd be like, nah, not this time. (laughs) You know what I mean? I can just imagine Jesus here at First Pres, somebody coming to him and being like, Jesus, like, I want to follow you, but I've got this going on and I've got this going on. And Jesus Mm -hmm. just being like... Uh, let the dead bury their own dead. Yeah, I'm here. Like, don't you see me? <laughs> yeah. Follow me. I'm follow in front me. Of you. Yeah, follow me. It's almost like he, I see him just grabbing people and being like, follow, just follow me. And that's really what the nature of Christ's call is. It's a call to discipleship, a call of pursuit of a person. With that, we're going to call it a day. Uh, it's been good to be with you. We look forward to spending more time with you in the weeks ahead and we pray that your reading of God's word is uh, is a blessing as you seek to grow in relationship with Jesus until next time